This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. All right, my title tonight is Taking Healing, which another term in scripture is really uh, receiving healing. So it, it's basically, it's the same thing. If you're receiving something, you're taking it. And um, the Bible says to lay hold on eternal life. So that's a, that's a, um, a very clear uh, definition of taking. You, you lay hold on it and you receive it and you take it to yourself. So eternal life includes healing. It's a, a very full, rich word, and there's so much that God has provided for us with eternal life. Healing is a big part of that. So uh, I want to start tonight with Psalm 103, <clears throat> verses 2 through 3. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Your is a personal pronoun, so it means all of your diseases personally yours and yours and yours and yours as we as we come to him and receive um, forgiveness for any mistake we've made anything we've done that we know is not right uh, and we ask for forgiveness we receive that that forgiveness from him and he washes and cleanses us the same thing with healing when we need a healing that we come to him and receive and take uh, that blessing and, uh, into our bodies and allow it to uh, work its, its uh, healing in us. So it's, it works the same way. Um, so it's very simple. It is not, we, I want to really make it very, uh, very simple to us as we study this together because it is. It is not a difficult thing. God did not make it hard. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Okay, we have all in those two scriptures. Heals all of our diseases. And Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So we know that sickness is from the enemy. He's, it's from the devil. It's something that he brought into the earth and something that uh, he still tries to uh, put upon God's people or anybody. He, you know, if even if they're not saved, he, he uh, brings sickness to people. So Jesus went about healing all in his day as he walked the earth. But Jesus always did the will of the Father. And his word says in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I change not. So the will of the Father today is still to heal all. And uh, he's very um, ready at any point, at any time. You know, we're going to minister uh, with the laying on of hands in a couple of weeks. But if that is not something uh, that you have access to at any point in your life, when you have something trying to come on your body, you can receive it for yourself. And that's what we try to teach in here very clearly, that you don't need somebody to minister healing to you. That's available. That's one of the ways that God has um, made for people to be healed. He wants people to heal. He's made several, several different uh, ways of people receiving this gift of healing. But, but healing is still his will, and it is for all. So that means all of us are included in that. Um, Luke 9, 11, this is, as Jesus and his disciples uh, had gone to a deserted place, they just kind of went aside to have some time alone. 
And uh, the multitude found out about it. <laughs> it says, when they knew it, they followed him, and he spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were needing healing. So if there was any sick in the, in the group, uh, and they needed to be healed, he wanted to free them from that uh, affliction or whatever, you know, whatever was going on in their bodies. But he healed them, and that meant that everybody that was sick there uh, because they needed healing was healed. So that's another way. As we study these things in Scripture, we need to apply it to us personally and make sure that we are uh, making it relevant for our lives today and at all times. Like, okay, this happened so many years ago, but this word is eternal, and it's for us today. It's speaking to us today. If we need healing he is ready and available and willing to minister that to us at any given time, morning, noon, or night. So we need to really get firm in our um, understanding of that. It's, it's, it's ours. It belongs to us. There's an ancient definition of healing. <clears throat> I looked this up a while back. It, that was used 23 times in the Gospels and Acts. And it, it's, it says healing depicts a cure, a remedy that is progressive. And that's improving, making progress toward a better condition. So basically you just keep getting better and better. Sometimes there is an instantaneous manifestation of healing. I've experienced that. I'm sure some of you have probably, or maybe all of you have had that experience as well, is when you receive a healing that immediately things lift off of you. And that's wonderful. That's exciting. I love those times. But it is better for us actually to exercise our faith and walk something out and see it progressively get better and better because we are growing. Our faith is growing at that time and getting stronger. So we don't need to uh, despise those things. Like, oh, I prayed and I had hands laid on me. Somebody anointed me with oil, with oil and I still have these symptoms. But that doesn't mean God hasn't ministered healing to you. We receive this by faith. And faith does not see what we are desiring at that moment. It doesn't see it but it gets it here in our spirits. That's where faith is. Faith is of the heart. That's where God is looking. So uh, don't let not seeing a manifestation quickly bother you at all because God is faithful. He hears our prayers. Healing is available. So, um, but a progressive healing just gets better and better. It, it just, uh, you know, daily, there's, an, there's something that's different that is, that is right and restored. Since this word of healing was used in the gospel often, I believe there were times when Jesus ministered to the multitudes, or it probably most, I can't say that uh, uh, you know, as a fact because I don't have it written in scripture, but I truly believe that a lot of these people had to, had to walk theirs out in this progressive healing because, it, like I said, it is good for us to stay in faith, to go, to hold on to what we believe we have received, no matter what things look like, no matter what things feel like, no matter what symptoms you still have. Faith is believing that you have it when you see nothing out here. Uh, so I that's my personal conviction. I think it's safe to say that that they walked it out many times rather than, and we see illustrations and demonstrations, and I'm gonna, we're gonna go over some of them. <clears throat> Accounts where it was instant, 
And uh, that, I think God gave us these to learn a little bit about how faith was uh, acted in those those times. And so we're going to go over those things too. We need to know how faith acts because faith has to have corresponding action. And he shows us how these behaved in order to get their, fa their healing. And uh, so we're going to learn from those as we'll go over that in a minute. But, but they were hearing, Jesus was teaching them in, when they would gather in the multitudes. He would teach them one, uh, just the kingdom of God. He taught the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God included God's will for all of our lives. When he taught the kingdom of God, it is, it's uh, what God's will is for us. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. You know, the Bible, the, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, we should pray that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. So he, is, he wants things on this earth to line up with heaven. And we know heaven is not a sick place. It is not a place of disease and infirmity and, and crippled people and, and uh, just misery. It's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, free place that we will spend eternity together. Won't that be fun? We'll talk. Hey, you remember that night we had class together? And I'm, I'm truly believing we'll just we'll continue on from here as we go on uh, someday and we, when we get into our eternal home there. But um, <clears throat> the nobleman's son, we do have an account of that. The nobleman's son was uh, amended. He, uh, when Jesus spoke the go, go, your son lives, and he met his servants, and he said, what time did he begin to amend? And they said, yesterday at this hour. Well, he knew that was the very time that Jesus spoke. Your son will, will live, you know, go. Uh, your, your son is whole. So there is that, that uh, particular uh, account in Scripture. But we just need to know that um, whether we get it instantly or if we have to have a progressive uh, standing in faith until... The whole thing is manifested. God has heard our prayers. It's his will that we are healed. And when we pray in faith and take it by faith, believe that we receive by faith, he begins to work right there. It's a spiritual, it begins in your spirit first. It begins in your, in your inner man. And then it works its way out to the flesh. And uh, that's when you're going to see something. But until then, we are going to stay in faith and trust that he is um, watching our faith and I, I love what um, Peter said in First Peter, that our, that our faith is more precious than gold. If you just stop and pause about that, the value that people put on gold in our, you know, our uh, world, it, it says your faith is much more precious than that. And then he goes on to say, it will be praised by God when we stand before him. I mean, that thought alone is just overwhelming to me, that God would praise our faith and say, that was good. You did good there. That pleases me so much. So let's please God. Let's please God with our faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. But whether it's a little faith or great faith or, uh, you know, no matter what degree of faith it is, we need to use what we have. And, and as we stand for our healing, as we walk it out, so to speak, I'm, like I said, it will grow. And as these people in the multitudes heard the word of God, their faith was there. I mean, they heard what God, what he was saying uh, about healing. And, and they knew that 
we'll just stay with this. Uh, and I don't know, we don't have a, a count of exactly how he ministered healing every time. If in these multitudes, if it was laying hands on everybody, he did that some. A lot of times he just spoke. Um, but regardless of how it was ministered, um, it, was, it was powerful. You know, it was life. It was his will being demonstrated to the people uh, about how he loved them and how he had provided all of this for them. Um, on this earth, you know, uh, on this earth is where we're needing it right now. <clears throat> In uh, Matthew 15, 26, it says, healing is the children's bread. And you know, I, I looked it up and it's a loaf. It's a loaf of bread. It's not a few crumbs. It's not a slice or two. It's a whole loaf. And I don't know if you've ever baked bread or been around in a kitchen where there's bed breaking, baking. I mean, it's like overwhelmingly wonderful. So I had to stop baking it. I started baking bread a few months ago. And I thought, I can't do this because we just, all we want to do is eat hot bread coming out. And it's just so wonderful. There's nothing like it. It is so aromatic. It is so, you know, the, the smell is just beautiful. And the taste of a hot bread is the best, especially if you put butter on it. You know, you have to do all of that. But, but that's how his healing bread is. It's so satisfying and so good and so comforting to our lives. So um, it, it's a good thing that he named it bread because that just kind of gives you such a clear picture of the beauty of healing uh, and the, just the um, pleasantness of healing. So um, it's your bread. It belongs to you. Just partake of it anytime, any day, anytime you need it. <clears throat> I'm going to go over some of these um, accounts in Scripture. I talked about people receiving their healing. Uh, these are personal accounts, so you're going to see instantaneous healings here. Uh, but I believe it was for us to see demonstrated how faith was acting in these particular cases. And we can pattern our lives out after it because that's what these are in here for they're not just sweet stories which they are they're not just accounts that we can uh, enjoy they are to learn from everything is for our learning so we need to benefit from them but in uh, Matthew 8 5 through 9 now when Jesus had entered Capernaum a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out to outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they did not believe. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so it be done unto you. This is an amazing story. I love this. This man had great faith. He recognized Jesus' authority because he had authority. He knew how to direct and, and command and he, he, he saw people obeying him. 
And he saw that Jesus had authority over sickness. Don't you love it? I love it so much because we have been given that same authority over sickness. We do not have to take what the enemy tries to put on our lives. We have authority over sickness because it's authority basically over the devil um, because the devil is the author of sickness. So know that you have authority. There is When the enemy tries to put something on your life, you have the authority to stand and to rebuke that thing and say, I'm not receiving this. You may not put this on me. My body is the temple of God, and Jesus has provided for freedom for me, redemption, freedom from sickness, freedom from disease. And enemy, you do not have a right over this body. I belong to God. You can go through all of those scripturally-based confessions, and really it's a warfare against the enemy taking your stand. The word resist in the Bible is an amazing word. I love it. I use it all the time because because we are in a warfare and because we are soldiers that have to use our weapons. But resisting means vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, standing face-to-face against an enemy, standing your ground. And you can stand your ground on this word every time, and you will see success. Because what you're doing, you're using your authority over the powers of darkness and over the powers of the enemy, who is the author of sickness. And just take a stand there, and you can begin right there. Peter, uh, in the book of Peter, it says resist and amplify. It says resist at the onset. That means don't wait two days and say, hmm, you know what? There's been some stuff going on in my body that I don't like, uh, so I'm just going to start, you know, commanding it to go. No, at the onset, when you have the least little bit of something that comes upon your body, you think, that's not right, that's not normal, uh, and I'm not going to have that. So it's a, um, it's a stand of faith, but it's using your authority. Uh, authority has been given to us. Uh, in Ephesians, it says that we are seated together with Christ, and that's a place above all principality and power and might and dominion every name that is named. We are seated there, there relationally and in a, a place of authority. It's, you know, we're not seated there physically, uh, of course, but we are there with him. What he did on this earth, he did for us. He didn't need to go to the cross for himself. He didn't need to bear, you know, the stripes on his back for our healing for himself. It was for us. He, t- he took our place in all of that. But he was successful. He rose victoriously over the enemy. And he's given us authority over all the power of the enemy. Uh, a place that it talks about this in the Gospels is in the book of Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 10. Don't you love the word? I just love it. <laughs> I love this. I love this book. It's just amazing. Luke 10, 17, it says, Then the 70, Jesus had sent out 70 disciples. Um, they returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. That just makes me smile. It does. And Jesus said unto him, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Does that sound like a depossessed uh, <laughs> throne, so to speak. Uh, he, he sent him down. He, he was, fell like lightning from heaven. 
And he said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And we know that serpents and scorpions are representative of demonic things. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Isn't that good news? The spirits are subject to you. When we deal with demonic things, they have to be, they are subject to us in the name of Jesus. We rebuke them and we say, you may not. When, when um, the scripture I read about the children's bread, the, uh, the little woman that had come to Jesus for deliverance for her daughter, um, she did not have a covenant with the Lord. And so that's why he said, I can't give this to you because you don't, ha you don't have a covenant with me. She was outside the covenant. She wasn't a Hebrew or a Jewish person. But, um, but because of her faith, she just said, Lord, I'm, you know, I know I don't deserve anything, but little dogs eat crumbs. And because of her faith, she was just, God, the faith of her little, her little faith melted the heart of the Lord, I know. And he gave it, he gave it, he gave it to her. He gave healing for his daughter. But she needed deliverance. She needed deliverance. So healing and deliverance can be the same, you know, they can be connected together. When it talks about healing many times, the person would need deliverance from demonic things. But he said, they are subject to us and we can speak our, in the name of Jesus and speak authority uh, in his name and see them flee. You know, we resist the devil and he flees from us. And some people don't like to hear about the devil, but we need to know we do have an adversary. Um, so it's in scripture. We don't have to be afraid of him. Jesus defeated him. The Bible says he put him to naught. He reduced him to nothing. So he's running as a renegade. He will do what he can do if we allow him to. So we need to get strong in there, that place, because we don't want him to get away with anything. So don't be afraid of him, though. No, he said, nothing shall by me and it means hurt you. Why? Because he's defeated. And as we, as we address him and stand in our position in Christ, in the name of Jesus, the enemy has to bow his knee, and that has to do with sickness, too. You know, there may be a little fight where standing for your healing is concerned. As I said, it's a progressive thing uh, to come to a place of freedom where you notice it in your, in your, in your whole body. But, um, but it's, um, you know, we, we have that uh, right to just keep on standing, and we really need to just keep on standing and resist and stand in faith, believing, and we'll get into some of those other things in a minute. But uh, God wants you well. <laughs> His bread belongs to you, whether it is a sickness or whether if, if you need deliverance, because it's available to us as well. And, and uh, so anyway, it doesn't mean that you are possessed. It means that the enemy has just kind of infiltrated your territory and is messing with you. But we don't have to allow that either. All right, let's go on. Um, Matthew 9, 29. It says, uh, two, two blind men had followed Jesus. And actually, it took faith for these men to follow him. They were blind. So they had fumbled their way around, or they had to hang on the coattail of somebody else, or trust somebody to get them. But I guess they... You know, somehow or another, they kept at it. They didn't quit. <clears throat> so it took faith to follow him. And I don't know how long it took, but it said they, they followed him until he went into a house. So it took a little bit maybe, but they didn't quit. And that's a th another thing about uh, faith. You don't quit. You, it's just some obstacles coming your way. Don't get discouraged and quit. 
No, because God has your freedom. He has your deliverance. He has your healing all lined up for you. So don't quit. Just keep on keeping. And it might get hard sometimes. But don't allow the enemy to deter you from uh, your, your going forward. Uh, persistence. They had persistence. Uh, and they expected a result because, um, you know, they didn't make the trip for nothing. They just kept on going. So they had to expect a result, and that's faith as well, expectation. <clears throat> and they uh, had cried out for mercy. Mercy is, is a huge word. Uh, it, means, it, it means compassion, but it also means uh, treating one better than he deserves. So mercy is a good thing to pray for because you thought, oh, Lord, I made a bunch of mistakes, but I ask for mercy. And when you're praying for somebody else, you don't know really where their faith is sometimes. So ask for mercy for the Lord. He will, he's so, so ready to give mercy, but his, his great compassion. But it is, as, I mean, it's um, giving something to someone that they really don't deserve. So many times we're in that place. And really, we don't deserve anything in ourselves we have um, been given so much in Christ, and he gets all the glory. He gets all the praise for all good things. He is good, and he does good. If it's good, it's God. So always give him the glory for every good thing. But this was a position of humility, too. They said, mercy, Lord, mercy. I need your help. So humility was there, and the Lord just... Um, reached out and touched their eyes. He said, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open. So they, he saw their faith, but their behavior is something I wanted you to see. They were persistent. They didn't quit. They went through some obstacles, so to speak, to get there. So don't be deterred from, from your uh, reaching that place of seeing your fulfillment of your healing. Just keep on doing what you're doing according to scripture. And that is faith, and that's what God moves upon. That's what moves the hand of God upon our lives is faith. So stay with, stay with what you're doing, and you will hear these words too. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. And your, your manifestation will come as well. Mark 5, the woman with a flow of blood. <clears throat> I think I gave her a name last time I taught. I think I did. I couldn't remember what it was. I think it was Rebecca or Rachel or something. So, Derek, you're free to use it anytime. We've named her. <laughs> we teach on her all the time because there's so many good faith lessons in this particular story. But her faith was expressed in her words. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will behold. So she was saying that in her heart. And one of the accounts in the gospel says she spoke it so over and over. So that was faith. She was persistent. She didn't let the crowd stop her until she had touched his hem. And this was a big crowd. Apparently, she had to kind of get down low because she touched his hem. She touched something low. So she had to get down low. And that's a position of humility, too. But it's determination. It's like, I'm getting there. Nothing's stopping me. Nothing's stopping me. When I touch his garment, I will be made whole. And her courage, because according to Leviticus um, in the 15th chapter of Leviticus, she was unclean and she was not supposed to be out around other people. They weren't supposed to be, you know, she wasn't supposed to touch anybody or be around anybody that, in a crowd. So she had courage. She was doing something that um, really 
according to the law, which was man, you know, just what, what they expected people to go by. She just uh, said, no, I've got to have this. But she had spent all she had. She was nothing better but grew worse and worse. And she was going to die eventually, probably pretty quick, because she had had this for so long. So, but her courage, her, her determination, her, uh, her words, everything uh, lined up to at the, when she touched his, uh, his hem, his garment, um, her, her, the fountain of her blood dried up. In other words, she felt that oh, something's different, something happened. I'm sure there was a relief of, of discomfort and pressure and pain maybe. But she, she recognized it. And Jesus felt the, the virtue go out of him, the healing power of God, and wanted to know who touched. And uh, when he found out, he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. So her faith, and that's what got her the healing. So there again, the illustrations of the actions of faith, which we have to have, because faith has to have action, or it's just empty words. We have to have something pressing on behind what we are what we are believing something doing something and we are seeing that in these accounts mark 1952 blind bartimaeus uh, another one uh, who cried out for mercy <clears throat> and he humbled himself and and uh, again mercy calling out for his his compassion but also I'm not deserving of this so but I just called out for your compassion and your mercy upon my life and um, he humbled himself and they must have understood that that was a way of them getting answers that humility that that asking for mercy they had to have because they we see so many of them doing it have mercy on me have mercy on me and, and it moves the hand of God. I mean, and it, it, and it had to be their faith that was, that was being seen in their words, in their crying out. Um, <clears throat> here again, he was persistent. He threw off his garment, which gave him a legal, uh, a legal right to beg. It was a, a government issue, I guess. And they, when they had that, that meant that they could, uh, they could legally sit and, and get money from people on the roadsides. So he threw that away, and that was a huge step of faith because it was saying, I'm not going to need this anymore. No more begging for me. My eyes are going to be open, and I'm going to get a job. <laughs> he, he, he was ready to have a different life. Oh, my goodness. And if you've been bound with something, with a debilitating thing or something, it's just been such a, a bondage in your life. My goodness, the freedom is like, oh, my goodness, there are no words to describe. So he, he had that. He threw that garment, and he boldly asked for his sight because Jesus said, what do you want? He said, my sight. And he said, Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well, and his sight was restored. So we see so much that Jesus spoke again. He spoke it. He spoke it. We see sometimes he laid his hands on the touch the eyes of the two blind men. This one, he just spoke it. So... His faith was demonstrated in his speaking, Jesus was, because he had to use faith too. Jesus used faith all the time because he's a God of faith. This last one uh, is uh, Luke 17, 19, the 10 lepers. <clears throat> I, I'm right here in Luke, so I'm just going to turn over here and read this one. This one is kind of, this has always touched me in a special way. 
Okay, I'm going to start a little bit you know, further up rather than the 19. That's the end of it. Verse 11 says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. There we are again, mercy. Have mercy on us. We know you are compassionate and you will give what we need. Verse 14, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. That was a, a Levitical law. Once the, the leper was cleansed, they had to go show themselves to the priest so the priest could officially announce, pronounce that they were clean. So they still had leprosy in them at this point. But on his word, they turned and they started going to the priest. And as they did, the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I don't know, this just touches my heart. <laughs> there were ten. Only one came back to say thank you. You know, that's sad. They were cleansed of leprosy, which was a death sentence, lived a separated, horrible, secluded life, and they didn't have enough. I mean, God was so merciful. Jesus was so merciful. He cleansed them. I mean, he didn't say, okay, I'm going to take your, I'm going to give your, I'm just going to stand back and let the leprosy come back on you. He didn't do that. But he said, where are the ten? I mean, where are the nine? Just one came back, and he's a foreigner. He's, he's a Samaritan. <clears throat> where are they? And the, he calls giving thanks, giving glory to God. So do you know what? We can give glory to God all the time. We can thank him for his daily benefits, as we read in, in Psalm 103. Uh, Psalm 68 says he loads us, daily loads us with benefits, daily. Every good thing that happens to you in your home, every good thing that you're enjoying, we need to thank God for because it's from him. It's a benefit from him. And in doing so, we will give glory to him. And, that, and that's just such a, uh, an honoring thing. And, and it just means so much to him. And he's so deserving. Anyway, I love that one. It just touches my heart for the master, you know, for the master. All right, faith is so powerful. It causes the hand of God to move on your behalf. Faith is not a difficult thing. It's believing. It's simple. Let's look, let's look at these, these, this, these verbiages, these uh, words that uh, believing is trusting, it's, it's confidence, it's being persuaded. And you look at it and say, okay, this is what f describes faith. In who? Who are we needing faith in? Listen to this and just let it sink in. The God who created the heavens and the earth. Do you look around at his creation and stand in awe and just breath, your breath is taken away at the beauty of what he created? I'll look at a little bird and I think, you had so much fun making that bird, didn't you? Just the little, looks like you just painted these little stripes. I mean, just think like shells, look at shells. I mean, some things, his, his magnificent are displayed in some things more than others, I think. But I like all of creation. I just I look at a flower and see the beauty and the intri 
intricate design of a flower and see his greatness. And I think as we do that, we will see healing me is no big deal. He's done all of this. It's such an amazing creation that we live in. And it, it declares uh, the glory of God. The Bible says that. And there's nothing impossible for God. This is who we are to believe, trust, and have confidence and be persuaded about. The God who cannot lie. The faithful God that always keeps his word and his promises. The God who loves us so much that he gave his son that we might have life. That includes a good, healthy life here on this earth until we get to our eternal home. Faith isn't hard, and it, but there is a requirement of having faith. It is you have to act. Faith, if you believe, you will act. You will act as if the word of God is true. And you'll step out and say, I'm trusting you. So you take steps uh, of showing that you truly believe. Moffat's translation uh, of uh, the Bible in Hebrews 11.1, 1, I really like this. It says, faith means we are convinced that we have what we do not see. We are convinced that healing is working in me. We are convinced that it's God's will for me. We are convinced that God will uh, manifest it in my body at some point as I progressively stand in faith and see that cure come. So we, we, uh, it's what we do not see out here, but we're convinced of it. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive or take them at the moment you pray and you shall have them. At the moment you pray, you take it. Okay, I've got it. I've got my healing. I take it now. So I have it. Then nobody's going to take it away from me. And then you resist the things of the enemy to try to, that are hammering your head. Like, you got nothing. Where is your healing? I mean, just those thoughts, those negative thoughts, we already cast those, those imaginations down. Just resist those and say, no. The Bible says this, and this is what I've received, and this is what's working in me. And I shall have that manifestation of what I have received by faith. And these last little, we're not going to look these scriptures up, but 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So be thankful for our victory. Even though we may not see it at this moment, it's coming. So we can continue to thank him for it. When you get up in the morning, thank you, Lord, for my victory. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Father God. It's working in me. It's bringing about a healing and a cure in me. I trust you. Thank you, Father. And you know, as you speak those words, something's happening. They're spiritual. And there's movement in the realm of the spirit. And it's getting stronger in you. And then the power of God is operating in your life because this word is life. As you speak what this word says, you are allowing that life to do something in you. We walk by faith, not by sight. Proverbs 4.21 says, keep the words of healing before your eyes. Just get your scriptures, the ones that you've been led to, to stand on and to believe God for, and keep looking at them. Write them on a card, put them, put them on your, you know, on your refrigerator or on your mirror. Keep them with you and pull them out during the day. Say, thank you, Lord. I've received this and it's working in me. Thank you for my healing. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful God. There's nothing too hard for you. And that goes to to uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13. 
speaking what we believe, God's healing powers at work in us. And then Hebrews 6, 12 says, stand in faith. Be patient as God brings about the healing and the cure. It's on its way. He's excited. He's excited he gets to do this. I know he is because he's a faith God and faith excites him. I know it does. He gets excited when he, when he can do something for someone that his word says is theirs and they have stepped out and believed and they are standing and uh, he's just wanting to uh, come and help you or have you see the full fruition of your of your faith and your prayers father we thank you so much for your word it's such an amazing book that we love so dearly and we treasure each word. Thank you for the truth of it and the life and the power that's here to change our lives, Father, and the, it, our lives and our bodies lining up with your will, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. And that is such an amazing provision and promise that you have given us through our Lord Jesus Christ. He bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains, Lord, and he set us free. And thank you, Lord, that we can walk in that freedom and we trust that each of us will continue to enjoy healing and good health all of our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.